and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 202. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles. I have a bike that runs. What the hell? <laughs> How did that happen? I found the mechanic. It's a magical miracle. Yeah. So which, which one is running? Uh, the Euro and the GS both run. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So the, so the, the turbo sprint is still not stopping so good or saying well, it's, it's going? The rear brakes, yeah. And I actually, I have left the turbo sprint with the mechanic the gs oh okay so because they they seem a little more good well yeah and plus he fixed the gs for like 200 bucks oh all right well highly reasonable rates then that, that yeah works. that helps <laughs> yeah that helps he got me a new brake line for the the front brake mm-hmm. uh found a bunch of other stuff that was kind of wrong that he fixed mm-hmm. so yeah he's, he's nice. a really good guy awesome awesome i'm gonna give him a plug um his name is Jason Haynes. Mm. Um, I don't know what his shop is called. They can probably Google him in Salt Lake City. Yeah, he is. Uh, he used to work for R&R as their oh, mechanic. Okay. He was, in fact, working on Jeff's bike. Huh. Uh, that was the guy who owned it, right? Jeff? Mm, I think the so. guy who passed away last year. Yeah, I don't really remember. He was working on his bike when he passed away. Hmm. Well, so, yeah, he's uh, he's. As far as I can tell so far, he's a really sharp mechanic. Awesome. Um, yeah. So you, you want to hear about you want to hear about mechanics with some with some skills. Okay. So I was out in San Diego. Um, I was there for the beach, but I figured, okay, I'm in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just buzz up to Cerberus. Right. And just stop in. Right. So you may remember Cerberus from our uh, our episode concerning uh, community motorcycle garages. Mm-hmm. Um, Cerberus has been doing it since before it was cool. Did Larry from Creative Writing try to stalk you in any way? No, no. Although apparently he has been there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's his. Those are his stomping grounds. Oh, Southern okay. California. Oh, really? Okay, I did not. I'm surprised you didn't see a guy in a trench trench coat anywhere. No, no. Looking at no, you funny. Didn't, didn't no. turn out. But so, so I headed over to Cerberus, and I'm on my way, and I'm like, okay, all right, just okay. Seriously, can we? <laughs> I'm thirsty. <laughs> You're the loudest drink in the world. I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> you have to suffer the editing. I'm just I'm trying to say you that. I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> God damn it. All right. <laughs> if only they could hear the noises coming out of your fucking torso. <laughs> I have a condition. <laughs> Why does it squeak? I don't know. That's weird. That's not normal. So, have you talked to a doctor about that? Yes. The squeaking? Yes. What does he say? <laughs> I have a condition. What? The squeak condition? Squeaks don't happen. <laughs> Gurgles, mumbles, rumbles. I understand, but why does it squeak? It's like a mouse lives in your <laughs> lungs. Are you healthy? Are you okay? I'm going to make it. Is there something you need to tell me? No. Are you sure? Pretty sure. What's the squeak have to say? <laughs> Is that how I know when you're lying? <laughs> so I get up to Cerberus and on my way, I'm driving along and, you know, I'm driving like the rental and I'm like, okay, A, don't get too excited. Right. Cause like, I'm imagining I'm going to go in. It's just going to be like a little shop. Nobody yeah. Like, they'll be like, be very they won't even they'll pay like, attention hey, to you because they're busy. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, and, you know, I'm like, and it's going to be in some really scuzzy part of town. So I remember, you mm-hmm. know, like what they're talking about in the show is like, get a cheap place to be. Yeah. 
So I go to this place and, and it's college area, right? It's college area. Yeah. 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 It's, the, so it's on, it's on, yeah, it's on uh, El Cajon. Yeah. Um, not far from college. So it's not the best area. It's not the best area, but like I get there and I'm like, this is not really bad actually. Um, you know, I'm expecting the usual California effect, like park a mile away and slowly walk your way in. Mm -hmm. Um, but I park right near it and it's like not a bad bit of town really. Mm -hmm. It's like not super nice, but it's not bad. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a good looking taco shop across the way. Um, well, you're in San Diego. Okay. There's good tacos on every corner. You're going to throw a rock and it's going to bounce off a three taco shop. That's true. That's true. So, but, uh, so I go inside and I'm like, it's not going to be motorcycles. It's not going to be awesome. It's not going to be, I go inside. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. What's it like? So it's, Do you take pictures. Uh, yeah, I took some pictures. We'll post some of them up there. Okay. Um, first of all, if you like old motorcycles, this is like the fucking bomb. It is so goddamn cool inside. Okay. Now loads of Hondas, loads of old CBs. Cause Dave is really into those. Um, and a lot of it, you know, and like he was saying, you can still get parts for them. So they're very popular in the, you know, restoral business. Mm -hmm. I met one guy who was working on a custom CB 750 chopper. It was a hardtail chopper rig. I helped him get his, uh, he was putting a custom exhaust on it that they were like changing and welding on the spot, like right there in the shop. Mm -hmm. Um, I helped him get the two sides lined up. Right. Cause you know, you helped. I helped. You just started helping. Oh, I stood behind cool. the bike. I yeah, oh, that was, that's, so that was the, that was the coolest thing about awesome. it. Like I went in and nobody's like, who the fuck are you? They're like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? And I, I just like went over and took, I was looking at all the bikes. I'm taking pictures of all the bikes. I'm like, oh my gosh, so cool. You know, there's like, there's like trail nineties. There's the, uh, this old shitbag Ural that they have that they, oh, yeah? they've got the pieces of. And they're like, we're going to, we're going to make this a thing. And the dogs are going to ride in it. Two super friendly dogs. Okay. Roaming the shop. Uh -huh. Um, you know, there, there's one dude who looks like the most generic, like, like our age, just like dude coming and working on his bike at night and he's fabbing his own parts and he's like getting advice from Dave on and off as he's doing this. Um, and Dave is a really, really good coach. It turns out of how to do this stuff. Cool. So he's like talking him through it. And at one point he's like, eh, you, you're going to need to move the petcock for this to work because you're, it's going to be too tight a turn. Um, and the guy's like, okay, okay, how do I do that? And he's starting to look nervous. And Dave's like, this is dangerous and it's a tank. Hire me to do it. I'll do it for you. You know, he quotes him some not super bad price mm -hmm. at all. Um, you know, so he's like giving advice and dispensing good advice the whole time. Like it was really cool. And then everybody is talking with each other and helping each other out. You know, mm -hmm. there wasn't that many people there, but like it was very like congenial kind of thing. Okay. And so, so the shop is divided into two halves. There's the shop side, which is loaded up with awesome bikes. Um, or, you know, in various states of awesome. Some are less awesome than others, as you can. Mm -hmm. um and then there's the store side now the store side has some really awesome bikes the store side is where the customers go there's the confederate um which is right inside the door okay dave used to work for confederate oh okay yeah he's one of the main builders he told me a story about how did you know that tom cruise's confederate is the only one that has a passenger seat no well here's the fun part how many tries do you think they had to get a passenger seat on that thing that would not bend down and kill katie holmes and give them press <laughs> how many about seven tries <laughs> and so, thousands right. and thousands of dollars in metal later <laughs> so there's six dead people somewhere <laughs> no 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 they were just they were trying to so so the, the, the <laughs> there's there's six dead people of relatively of katie holmes size and weight <laughs> lying on the floor <laughs> so god damn no, it go on <laughs> Continue with your story. So the <laughs> God, I hate you so much. I don't understand. Uh, 
What? <laughs> so, the seat post on the Confederate. <laughs> yeah? The seat post on the Confederate. So, the, the, the seat just goes straight into a post, like a, almost like a huge bicycle seat. Right? Okay. And so, there's nowhere to attach the rear seat because the fender and the swing arm and the exhaust are all one piece on it. Yeah. So they ended up having to get a design that was cantilevered off of the post that would actually hold up a person, you know, a 120 pound person uh-huh. and not bend or do anything scary. Uh-huh. Cause they're like, yeah, this would be bad press. If like, you know, Katie she Holmes died. sucked into the back wheel of Confederate <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> or it could be good press. Yeah. Yeah. But so the original, the original thing was Tom Cruise comes and gets the thing and he's like, yeah, but I need a back seat. And they're like, no, that, that's, that's <laughs> That's fucking stupid. We don't make back seats. He's like, I'm Tom yeah, Cruise. Um, I, I'm Tom Cruise. Um, I want a back seat. You're going to need to put a back seat on there. So, <laughs> Have you seen my shoot, pants? They're made it. of money. Do it. <laughs> Hurry. So, yeah. So he has the only one with uh, with two seats. Okay. Yeah. 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 But so so that side of the shop has got all these cool customs. It's got the one that Dave Dave's working on a WD-40 themed. Uh, How much was the Confederate? Uh, I did one for sale. Oh. Uh, that, was for, that was for looking at. Just looking at, okay. yeah, looking at, sitting on, going, I will never own one of these. <laughs> you know, this other amazing chopper that this guy's been working on forever. Um, couple customs that Dave himself's working on. Um, but and then you know, and then around this, wrapped all around this, are walls. I mean, walls of awesome motorcycle memorabilia, old helmets, cool shit, funky tanks from different bikes, weirdo oddball bikes all over the place, and packed in with this is a completely like pretty well stocked like motorcycle store okay um like it's a it's a surprisingly big space um like i was i was blown away both by by the size of it and like how well set up it was Mm -hmm. like he they have this down to a science um and you know like it was just it was super cool i hung out with them and you know they they, the shop was supposed to close at nine we were all there bullshitting at 10 30 still Mm -hmm. um but uh, it was neat it was super cool Wow. So if you're in the San Diego area and you know you can't afford a gajillion dollar garage, go and head over to Cerberus and get hooked up there. It's freaking awesome. The member, if I live next to it, the membership would be totally worth it. Oh wow! Mostly, okay. mostly for the mostly for the having help around and having like useful help around. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. You're gonna cut your arm off. Or like, mm-hmm. you need to fab a thing like this and like this. I don't know how to fab that. Let me show you. I mean, like that's the kind of shit that was going. Did you pick our brain about starting one? we talked about it a little bit actually about mm-hmm. the business your side. face just did a bunch of weird things yeah yeah <laughs> well because we, we talked about it at length both the hard parts and the good parts because Cerberus has been around like since dawn of time mm-hmm. um you know we talked about the 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 kind of the ups and downs that it comes in you mm-hmm. know like there's a seasonal thing that always happens um and they're talking about like, social media and trying to be like more aggro on social media and there um, they don't they don't get snow yeah yeah know. so they're year round um but uh, yeah, so we talked a whole bunch about it, and you know, it's it's clear that the, the 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 same answer comes in it as many people give, which is that most people who do it do it because they love it mm-hmm. and they spend a lot of time. You know, mm-hmm. like they 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 can eat and they can you know own a house and live there and have a roof and stuff, but you know they're not going to go get rich. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to, but <laughs> but apparently there's a there's a chain of franchise ones um, around. Oh, but uh, I as I went online and started googling a little bit, the uh, scuttlebutt on the franchise ones online is that they don't have that kind of cool vibe. Most of them, it's like you basically are like renting a bay to come work, like you're renting a you know like a, a space to work. So it's come more and like do it the and old go away. school. 
rent garage space kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's less of less of that community aspect of it, which, if I'm being perfectly honest, is totally the reason to go to a place like Cerberus mm-hmm. is that community stuff of, you know, there's, there's just a line of bikes and they're all working on different stuff. You know, there's only lonely of like four people there when I was there, but, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's working on different shit. Everybody's helping each other out. Like, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So check that it just out. triggers all of my social anxieties. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the thing though. It's not. It's not like the. Uh, it's not the weird, crowded. You're on social anxiety. It's that. Uh, I don't know. It, it's about as social as like the two of us BSing in here. Proceed with your drinkies. <sighs> Do you even have anything to drink? Oh, what are you drinking? Cider. Like alcoholic cider? No, just regular. Apple cider? Yeah. Mm. Cider. yeah. <laughs> Couple's already dirty, so I just put it in there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> you seem. <laughs> you were like so secretive about it. All right. Uh, so mm. looking at bikes that we could take into a community garage and yes. make, make worky. Yeah. Workies. The time has come. Trade Let's start at the top. Trade. Trade. Nineteen. No, no, you got to go up at the end. It's question marks. Trade. 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 No. Trade. Nineteen eighty. Moto Guzzi Convert. A hundred bucks. Whoa! I'm on that shit. <laughs> Where is it? I don't even care. Lexington. Fuck. Uh, Moto Guzzi V1000 Convert at twenty three thousand miles on the bike. Major mechanical restoration in twenty seventeen. The V1000 has an automatic two-speed transmission, 1,000cc engine, one sweet ride. Email me with your phone number, and I can text details. Hmm. I don't think he wants 100 bucks for this bike. No, this this has Shadow Economy written all over it. He wants he wants something else. That is way too nice to be 100 bucks. Uh, that was my thought. Like it's a Gucci and it runs like 1,000 bucks table stakes. Right? Maybe he just uh, forgot a zero. Could be forgot a zero. Um, I mean, the thing is in really good shape. Now, in fairness, the convert is a fucking weird animal. Okay, but not a hundred bucks weird. No, 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 not a hundred bucks weird. I mean, a Honda Matic that runs is you know way more than that. Yeah, which is a similar. They have the it has the two speed automatic transmission, the the low and the high. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean it's gorgeous. Yeah, shit. I know you like goosies. I like me some goosies. Yeah. Trade, yeah, he trade, a, yeah, he's looking for he's looking for shadow economy pile of drugs. Mm. <laughs> no, no, he's just looking for something else weird to trade for. But it has to be nice and weird. Well, it could be like an old gold wing, it's an okay shape kind yeah. of thing, you know, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Next up, the hairy buffalo, one dollar in Painesville. <laughs> The hairy buffalo is as advertised. As advertised, a trike. <laughs> Taking offers on the hairy buffalo. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm gonna start calling my penis. Um, our lives are all richer not knowing that. <laughs> I don't even think he says anything. He else. doesn't say a thing about it. He just gives us a picture of the hairy buffalo. Yeah, that's uh, those are saddles. He's got horse saddles. Yeah, he appears to have horse saddles for seats. It's a trike with, you know, looks like probably a VW back end. Yeah, I, I think you're right, because there's a stick shift right in front. Covered in hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> a hide. It's 
covered in a hide. A hide. Yeah, you, yes, good point. It is covered in a hide. <laughs> and it's available now. One dollar. Taking offers on the hairy buffalo. <laughs> My penis. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be that guy. Ready? Okay. I mean, I'm always that guy, but I'm gonna be particularly bad today. <laughs> okay. I don't think he's gonna get any trades for the hairy buffalo. <laughs> I don't think. Because look at the saddle. Yeah, yeah. And the floorboards. Uh huh. Yeah. And the handlebars. Yeah, I don't think they actually thought about how you were gonna ride this. So the handlebars look like they're probably about four feet from the saddle. That does not look comfortable. And these so-called floorboards are not, in fact, in reach of your feet either. That does not look comfortable. Yeah. Now this this looks like uh they're making it to look a certain way. Yeah, like a like a buffalo. Like a buffalo's <laughs> ass with a motorcycle front end. <laughs> South end of north facing <laughs> Buffalo. Oh, that is not good. Not even like for the passenger on that thing. I, it, no, no, the, the passenger passenger gets to lean on the gas tank. No one is going to be comfortable that day. Yep. Yeah. Taking it's... offers on the hairy Buffalo. I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe this is a shadow economy thing. Now, mm -hmm. in fairness, mm -hmm. um, it looks competently done. It looks like it is probably assembled. With is there is there more pictures? Is that what that oh. means? No, no, uh, that's just crap. oh okay, pictures of crap. Okay, yeah, it looks. Hang on, we're going to the we're going to the, oh there we go. Harry so Buffalo and Painesville. So I mean, it looks. They appear to have put it together with some modicum skill. I mean, granted, all they really did was weld the motorcycle front end onto the VW chassis. Uh huh. Um, and then upholstered it. <laughs> well, only only the the, the back, the, the hind. End. But yes, the hind. End. <laughs> it's upholstered <laughs> <laughs> with shag carpeting. Ah, uh, yeah, it does. It does look to be brown shag, which would be <laughs> appropriate if you're going for a buffalo thing. And they didn't use yeah. an actual buffalo. And I'm, a, I'm and disappointed. A couple couple saddles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And here's some saddles which are sitting on the center rib. Oh God, that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yep. Do not contact me with unsolicited services or offers. Well, about <laughs> the solicited ones. <laughs> uh, he says he's taking offers. Mm-hmm. So, all right. <clears throat> Custom Suzuki Bandit seven fifty eight hundred dollars. There's no such thing as a can of Bandit seven fifty. Custom reworked Suzuki Bandit. Tires have barely 200 miles. Front one is a little messed up. The back one is nearly brand new. New brakes and fresh oil as of 100 miles ago. Frame from a Suzuki GSF 600, but has engine swapped out with a Suzuki Gixxer 750. Hmm. Uh, bike was totaled in the fall. I am selling it for parts. Has a new chain and both new sprockets. The only damage is to the front fork from impact and the left side from laying it down and impact. Photos from both before and after accident. Hmm. And it's... Uh, so before it was... Uh, looks like a fairly competent engine swap. And it's sitting on a couch. And yes, also it's on a couch. <laughs> um, I'm not clear if the couch is included. I uh, Yeah, instructions unclear. I, uh, I, I, I'd like to know if the couch is included. <laughs> I actually, uh, I, somebody offered me a couch like this once. Really. Yeah. Okay. One of the, it's it, one of those blue grandma couches with the wood accents. Did it have a Suzuki bandy sitting on it? You know, I might have kept it if it had. <laughs> In that case, no. I didn't. I didn't. 
and did not opt to keep it. So I, I have so many questions about this. Starting with, what the fuck is the motorcycle doing on the couch? <sighs> and ending with actually the same question, what the fuck is the motorcycle doing up on a couch? I mean, did they just put it there because it, the couch, no, I, I'm back to, what the fuck is the motorcycle doing up on a couch? Because the motorcycle is broken. They had to put it up there. Yeah. Like they had to lift it somehow up onto this couch, balance it precariously with its pipes on the arm of the couch. Was this all they had for a stand? They didn't have a log? I was going to say, or at first I was four? thinking they didn't have a kickstand for it, but why not just lean it against the couch? Uh, you know, that makes perfect sense. Or you could just fucking stand it up on the couch with the front end hanging in space. This looks, you know what this is? This is like a sporty pose because it kind of looks like it's doing a wheelie jump. Oh, they're sporty thing. posing it it's on the couch. Sporty pose. Sporty pose on the couch. And you can kind of see how the front tire does not look right. Uh, that would be the wheel is not there conspicuously in one spot. <laughs> uh, that doesn't look right. No, it's not. That's not It good. is indeed wrong. It says it's only a little messed up. It's fucked. <laughs> I'm just it, anything on that front end, including the frame piece that attaches to his front forks, is highly suspect. Yeah. And by the way, the frame piece that attaches to the front forks is referred to as one frame. <laughs> Two is lower frame in case you were curious. Yeah. That's uh mm -hmm. was totaled in the fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Selling for parts. So at least he's not trying to sell it as Okay, but but Chuck, he still hasn't answered the important. Question. Why is it on the couch? Does it, does it come with the couch? I bet it comes with the couch. I mean, I, you wouldn't want to sit on that couch now because the rat ass bike has been pouring oil into the couch. I mean, like there's oil visible on the ground on the couch and around <laughs> the couch and in the couch. Like this couch is gone now. This is the, this is. Yeah, you never. Why is it on the couch, Chuck? Did you never do the, the poor person thing where you just get like a, cover, a slip cover to put over the dirty couch? I did, but. So you, you, that's how you covered the murder couch. Oh. You just put a slip cover. <laughs> Why is it on the couch? The world will never know. I have no good answers. I am. I am. Why is the couch out there? Why is the bike on the couch? Mm -hmm. Why is the couch in the middle of the driveway? Yeah, exactly. Does it come? Is this a package deal? There's so much i don't know about he's this. parting it out but he's also willing to take 800 bucks for everything including the couch yeah it doesn't look like a very comfy couch so yeah well it's it's you know that's when you're just starting out you know you need some furniture mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah we, we've all had the murder couch that we've covered oh, we've all <laughs> we called it we called ours montana it was orange and very large I just put a white cover over mine, never mm -hmm. looked underneath it again. <laughs> <laughs> so custom Suzuki bandit with murder couch. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. We, we got to go up market here. 2010 Kawasaki Ninja 250 special education runs and rides. Great. Ready to ride anywhere. Has a clean title asking 1800 or trade for truck. Special edition. Maybe that's what they mean. Cause, um, it looks odd. Okay. The seat is, we did do this one. Are you sure? I'm sure we did this one. We talked about the seat. I don't remember talking about the seat. <laughs> if we've talked about this one already, we apologize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bear with us. But, but, special education. Uh huh. Picture taken in a graveyard. Because um. <laughs> why not? 
Because, hey, you know, you've already called it special education. And you, you just, it, I don't even, what, I, I can't even. What is, yeah, I, I don't remember. Paisley, uh, a paisley bandana put over the seat in order to cover up the fact that it's got bad fucking rips in it. Is that what that is? I have no idea what I'm See how at. it's radially symmetrical? Yeah. It's like a, like a, like a bandana or like a shawl that's been wrapped around the seat. That is so weird. Yep. Well, if your seat's full of rips, you can do that. I mean, the bandit seat looks like, you know, boiled ass. Yeah, I but just that's prepared. because it's had your ass. Yeah, I, it's a it's a custom seat. Okay. Apparently. Well, why but special education? I don't know. I'm absolutely baffled. That, that maybe that maybe fairing does not look original to. Maybe this bike just has trouble reading and needs a little <laughs> extra help. You know that happens. The body look, body work looks weird. Mm, body work looks normal. Although I have to note that the bodywork does not appear to all be the same matching color. Right. That's, Take a look at the two different colors of green. Yeah, that's what I was. I meant. It's there's not, a. There's something. Right. Something. There's this, more to this story. This has been that more, front end has been replaced. More to this story, Chuck. But you know, if you're looking for a special education motorcycle, uh-huh. whatever that is, eighteen hundred bucks for a Ninja Two Fifty. I mean, that's not. It's not crazy. crazy if it runs well. If it runs, yeah. You know, and if, if the mismatched bodywork is in pretty good shape. Yeah, he says it runs great. Yeah, it has a clean yeah. title. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. I, maybe. Yeah. Firm maybe. Sure. Hey, it's got a passenger seat. Call Tom Cruise. There you go. There you go. Get him out here. All right. Take us home, Chuck. 2001 Kawasaki with sidecar. $3,500. Sidecars are relevant to my interest. Mm-hmm. 2001 Kawasaki 750 with sidecar, 112 miles, not 112,000. Huh. Five-speed transmission, rebuilt carbs, gas tank cleaned and lined. Uh, clean Ohio title, best offer. If no answer, keep calling. No emails. No emails. I know all the scams. No, so not just all the scams. Read I write. know all the scams. So don't even try it. Angry, angry, and angry, uh, and let's get let's look at the let's look at it. Let's examine this motorcycle. Oops, deleted. Yeah, so it's probably been sold. Yes, so it's uh it's been uh it's been done up in army gray. Let's see if you can maybe we can click one of the pictures of the, there we go. Yeah. The sidecar is interesting. Yeah, the, uh, it's like a rocket ship. Yeah, they've made a rocket ship sidecar on what I I can't help but think looks like a wooden frame. No, it is a metal frame. Uh, yeah, and it looks it looks like the quarter ride in front of the grocery store. One hundred percent looks like the quarter ride in front of the grocery store. Now I'm trying to take a look at the sidecar frame and figure out if it's a custom job or if this is a repurposed. It even else. has a wooden machine gun you can shoot. Sure. Well, you know you can't you can't be in the army sidecar and not have a wooden machine gun. It's an shoot. army rocket. Yes, because that's a thing. <laughs> incidentally, look at it. The army noted for their flying things with rocket engines. And um, machine guns. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that the sidecar mounts look a little sketchball. Not going to lie. Uh-huh. I need to see them up close, but there's, there's, I have questions about the triangulation. Um, I can't figure out what the sidecar is. It might be a custom thing. I, I, I imagine it's custom. Well, you know, you could take like the frame of an old Texas sidecar like mine and do all sorts of shit with it, right? Uh-huh. I mean, okay. there's, there's a, a decent fiberglass sidecar on it, um, fiberglass body, and there's a pretty okay frame underneath. Okay. Um, apart from that fucking shock pivot, which I hate with an all-consuming passion. 
This thing looks custom. Yeah. Yeah, it's got custom written all over it. Well, no, it actually has army written all over it. This, yeah. is, this was someone's idea. Yep, someone had this idea. Someone had a vision. With 112 miles. It's just bizarre for a bike that. That's an old Kawasaki. Yeah. Like that's an old Braga. Maybe he means 112 miles as a sidecar unit? Uh, Could be. Oh, that's not a Braga. That's an old Vulcan. An old Vulcan 750. That's Claire's old bike. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Is that a chair in the sidecar? Like a like a chair from a dining room? Uh, Let's take a look. I think that's a dinner table chair. That is indeed a dinner chair. No, it's not a dinner <laughs> table chair. That is a hotel conference chair. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. From, that's from like the conference center at a hotel. Yeah. 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 And they just chopped the legs off of it and, mm -hmm. and just threw her in there. Bolted it down, probably. Mm -hmm. Strange things have happened. <sighs> I don't feel yeah. good about that sidecar. Well, no, I don't either. I, I got to tell you, I'm, uh, I'm not nervous. <laughs> sidecar is scary. I also think it's bad design because you can't reach the gun to pretend to shoot it while you're riding it. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. All right. So we have a guest tonight. We have a guest. A guest is going to go for a ride. But I think you'll find that this ride is a little different than our normal guest's rides. All right. So we're on with Malcolm Hoover of Malcolm's American Ride, shortly to be a website and shortly to be a ride, I guess. Say his middle name. Shabazz? Shazbot. It's Shabazz. Shabazz. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't pronouncing, pronouncing or, it East Coast enough. If you're, uh, if you speak Arabic, then it's Shabazz. Okay. Right. That was close to what you were saying. Yeah, I was on the right track. <laughs> Long A's. How it goes. So, so, uh, Malcolm is, uh, doing a ride across the country, uh, intending to fight racism on the ground, um, person to person, uh, motorcyclist to motorcyclist, one can hope. Malcolm, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Tell, tell us about this ride you got coming. Yeah. So, um, I am gonna ride a custom Harley Street Glide, um, Across country, a Harley, a Harley. Yeah, um, we're raising the money to get the platform mm -hmm. now. I already hear you guys laughing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never. No, not on this show. Harleys are great. I've heard your show. <laughs> <laughs> <Bust it>. so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna ride across country and um, do local facilitated discussions with organizers and communities. And then hopefully also um, participate in community service projects in those same communities. Mm -hmm. um, what was the genesis for this? Idea? What was the genesis? Um, yeah. It's a really good question. Uh, maybe six years ago, I really started to get like, you know, midlife crisis, uh, wanted a motorcycle. And then um, I've been doing anti-racist work since I was a teenager and uh, have just cross country a bunch of times and thought, you know, I'm always meeting the coolest people. Um, and wouldn't it be great to do this on a bike? And then wouldn't it be great to do it on, on a bike and then share it with people? And it, it's just kind of evolved from there. Um, I just, I really love meeting people. I love talking with people and I, you know, this anti-racist work is absolutely necessary. And I think the biker community is a really good place to start. Um, you know, because people are so stereotyped and, you know, you get the image of the rowdy, racist biker who's, you know, crazy and raising hell all the time and tearing stuff up. And um, that hasn't been my experience. Like, not that I haven't met any crazy, racist bikers, but I probably count them on one hand. So um, mm -hmm. and I just really know that we have to we have to do this work. 
And I think it's a good high profile and fun way to do it. And I mean, I hope it'll be fun. Okay. Now, it, an interesting thing that springs to mind about that with motorcycles is you talk about everybody's kind of in their own little clan, but at the same time, clan? I guess we're in our own clan. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this has gone off the rails already. <laughs> and we're done here. <laughs> wait, just, just wait. Tribe. Tribe. Put, put, a, put a bookmark there. Put a bookmark there for the conversation about Southern Utah. Um, tribe. We're tribe. We can I, say tribe. I, right? I have a story. Yeah. But but we're all we're all in these Can little tribes tribe? and you know sport bike guys who don't like Harley guys and Harley guys don't like sport bike guys but at the same time really realistically all bikers have a lot more in common than we do with you know people in minivans although I guess you're a dad you probably drive a minivan I don't right? I drive a Honda SUV though close uh, enough you've got a not minivan <laughs> like me. it's yeah. not a minivan it's not, absolutely right. not, not a minivan you have a mom I do you're right. Well, oh, I thought you were talking about me. You don't even know me. <laughs> With a mind. You don't know me. Hey, busted. <laughs> I, I so, drive the car that the kids at the drive-thrus are always like, hey, nice car, man. <laughs> True story. Every time I go to a drive-thru, the, the kids there are just like, hey, man, I like your car. You drive the Billy car. I, I guess I do drive a Billy car. Yeah. I never would have thought of a Subaru as a Billy car. Mm -hmm. To think. I guess. To think. So, so, Malcolm, talk, talk to yeah. me. When, when you're going out there, so you're going to go to the community events. And you're going to meet up with the community organizers. Um, what, what are the kind of outreach things you're so, doing? So, yeah, now I'm, just, I'm using Facebook, social media, my own personal social networks to reach out, particularly um, with Native American organizers, folks who are doing that work, people who are doing food justice work um, and other kinds of like really explicitly anti-racist work. And I'm targeting communities that I want to go to. So, like, I've reached out to people in Austin I've reached out to like six or seven uh, native groups here in the Northwest and in California and then one in New Mexico. I think those are the, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the tribe right off top, but um, so I've reached out to the Muscogee Creek tribe in, in Oklahoma um, and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing this ride this summer of 2019. Um, what kind of organizing are you doing that's related to anti-racism? Do you have anti-racist organizers? Can I meet with them and then have like a, you know, a, sponsor a public conversation where we talk about the work that's being done, invite people to participate, and then go do some kind of community service project that would benefit that community. So now something in there I want I want to I want to mm -hmm. pull on a little bit. You mentioned the people who have explicitly anti-racist causes versus what you imply then the implicitly anti-racist causes. Talk talk to me about the distinction between those two. Because everybody everybody thinks of anti-racist as like, you know, don't be racist. Yeah, okay. yeah I mean, anti-racist organizing, organizing and work takes a lot of different, looks a lot of different ways. So there, there's the workshops that people go to. It's like, hey, how not to call somebody the N-word or like, you know, <laughs> wait, how you do just you don't do, do it? You like you don't you <laughs> never fix your mouth to say it in any situation. That's how you do it. You know, if there's a rap song coming on and, and the word comes up, you just shut your mouth. Just don't say it. <laughs> Okay. Go. I listen don't, to a lot of 80s don't. rap. Does that make so, me a bad so, person? So, no, no, don't just, say, just don't say the N word. We'll have that conversation off. Yeah. So so okay, so but then but then there's the implicitly <laughs> yeah. anti racist stuff. Because I'm really interested right. in that. So it's like what is a microaggression? You know, what if I'm having this thought and I don't know what to do with it? Um you know, it's like more like community building. Which is if you involve different types of people um, from different socioeconomics, different races, like you're going to have to do some anti-racist work. It's going to pop up. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So some people do kind of like the overall and they'll have like an anti-racist component in their training or organizing or whatever. And then some people just go straight to the heart of it. Like, hey, how can we, you know, get folks together? And then there's some other anti-racist work that has nothing to do with white people at all. And it's all about um, communities of color building resilience um, and learning how to, to work better in their communities to combat racism. So, yeah. White what is food justice? Food justice? Have you ever heard uh, the term food desert? No. Yeah, that's like, okay, so that's a good, this is a good thing. It's like if you live in a neighborhood where there's no grocery store, right? Where there's only. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mm-hmm. keep going. There's like no, no healthy food. And the only place you can get food from mm-hmm. is like McDonald's or the corner store bodega that doesn't have fresh food at all. And that's a sure. food desert. Okay. And so I've been um, doing gotcha. work here in Portland um, to combat that. And uh, it's great. It's really, it's really awesome. It's great work. It's like, it can be as simple as, Hey, I want my corner store to carry fresh organic food, fruit. And then you connect that corner store with, you know, a community supported agriculture, uh, company or a local farm, um, you know, and you get fresh food in corner stores or it bigger, like, Hey, we're fighting McDonald's. We want them to have healthier options, um, on their menu. All that is food justice work. Yeah, actual real food to more people. Sure, yeah. yeah. So There's no. stores moving in with real food, <laughs> but could that lead to like gentrification in the neighborhood, or you know, pricing people out? Um, yeah, sometimes you see it go. It goes hand in hand. Uh, you know, I, I I feel like the people who are the gentrifiers and looking for neighborhoods to move into, um, you know, that's just going to be. They're just looking at dollars. Yeah, signs. I mean, you know, whatever. I don't care. So now, t- taking taking a step back, um, talk to us about you and your writing. How did you get into writing? Oh, writing or writing? Oh, writing. 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 Uh, He's like, I've never ridden a bike in my life. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is a good story. So I've me. always wanted a motorcycle. And then, you know, of course, my parents are like, hell no. Uh, what must that be like? Yes. <laughs> what what <laughs> must that be like? I got that. Um, in like 2012 or two, late 2011, I was helping a buddy move and um, there was this just old dusty Honda that was in the carport. And uh, I came back. I was like, oh, man, I really want that bike. Something told me like you could have that bike. And I was like, eh. and then I came back to get the rest of his stuff. The bike was still there, more dirt on it. Um, so I put a note on it. I was like, hey, you want to sell this bike? And the guy ended up being a guy who was also in the Navy. I'd been in the Navy. Um, so we talked about that. And then it turns out his wife was like, yeah, you got to get rid of this thing. You're going to kill yourself. Not with me. Um, <laughs> so he sold it to me for really cheap. And then it sat in my driveway for like a year or two years. Uh, and some guy put a sticker <laughs> on it and said, hey, if you <laughs> and that basically was almost like what it was. My landlord finally was like, what are you going to do with that bike? Because uh, I'll buy it from you. And it was almost like. <laughs> Just to get rid of it, sir. Yeah. It was almost like he was daring me to do anything. So um, I took it to the shop in San Francisco, Half Nelson. Actually, they came and got it, Half Nelson Motorcycles, and they took it and they made it like beautiful. Um, and I just, I, you know, it was a 1998 Honda Shadow A750, and I rode that bad boy until somebody decided they wanted it more than me. <laughs> so, um, and I like in a good you know, way or in a. In a you woke up one day. No, and like 
I had a fuel problem at the side of the road, so I had to pull over and call the tow truck. Um, and I came back and it was gone, kind of way. Oh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> they took care of that fuel exactly. problem. Exactly. They took it. care of all the bike related problems for me. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I have never been that lucky. Every time I come back, the bike is still there. <laughs> you might not want to say that to your insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> they've, if they've listened to the show, they know that Chuck has dreamed of many of his bikes being stolen. Uh, he may, in fact, have put a sign on one that said, steal me, please. <laughs> and when I got home, it was already there before me. <laughs> Cursed. Funny. Funny. I did. I did invite Chuck on social media to uh, set my bike on fire when it stopped working. <laughs> so that's a matter of public record. Okay. Just in case it comes Fucker's up. Fucker's still out uh, there, sitting in the garage, taunting me. So, so has another bike come along since then? So maybe. Um, that was uh, almost two years ago, and I just, you know, life happens, and haven't been able to get another bike for myself. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, buy cars and did it anyway. Uh, yeah, so I was at a uh, parts yard the other day, like, you know, it's been my regular thing. I'm looking for, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a donor bike and build this whole platform. So I, you know, anyway, I ended up talking to this like huge dude, like I'm 5'11". This dude's got to be 6'5". Um, who had this big, just gorgeous road king outside. And, uh, you know, so I started talking about it. Turns out he's like a, you know, semi-professional builder hobbyist and he's like what are you looking for i was like i'm looking for an fl platform and he's like man i got two right now um so he's building up one he's got another one socked away in a garage so we talked about a price um and i think i'm gonna buy it from this guy it's it's a you know it's a road king it's not a street glide but you know same platform um and i just would build it up and it's running now which is you know a huge bonus <laughs> it's <laughs> i've heard nice things about that <laughs> Yeah. So, wait. Are you sure it's a Harley then? <laughs> Here we go. Hi, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really love Harleys. And then part of the, you know, part of the appeal for me of, of a Harley is like this is an American ride. You know, it's the iconic American motorcycle. Um, you know, originally I was like, oh, I should do it on an Indian. And then I was like, yeah, Indians cost twenty five thousand dollars. Oh, it's probably not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that represents something of a hurdle. <laughs> and yeah. has, uh, well, well, I haven't priced one out lately. So. Yeah. Chuck is hyperventilating. But. Yeah, it's they're beautiful and entirely ridiculous. And they are. Pretty. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. Like they're just beautiful. And uh, I didn't realize they were going for that. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, I just <laughs> nope. Yeah. All right, so the plan so the plan is to use a street glide for your uh for your uh journey. Why that specifically as opposed to nabbing up the the road king? I just think you sit higher on the street glide. Um I like the way they look mm-hmm. better actually. I mean it was just really simple. More real estate for like custom paint. I want this to be something that people look at it they're not like, "Oh, there's dude on a Harley." But like, "Oh, it's, look at that crazy ass paint job. Oh, it's custom lights." Um and then I'll, I'll send you guys my social media link. You'll see some of the stuff that I want to do that's not unknown, but maybe it looks a little different. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited. You're looking, for, you're looking for a loud bike in the in the other sense. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be Todd. visually loud. You know, you know, black dudes and Harleys, you know what they look like. So, 
Don't Wait, that's see, a trap. See, that, that actually, that don't actually, answer that. that that's a trap. Brings, no, it does bring something up when he was originally talking about his ride. I was like, oh, he's going to come to Utah and he's going to promote awareness of black people. We could use that here. But no. Hey, so hey I, did you know that black people are a yes. thing? I seen a black person but, in but, I my laugh this building. My neighbor actually is, but yeah, he's, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna say anything about guns, but um, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, I mean, I grew up in East Palo Alto in Philadelphia, East Palo Alto, California, and there's a, a, a motorcycle club there called Soul Brothers that's based out of East Palo Alto. What well, was now it's in Stockton, California. Um, shout out to Soul Brothers. But, you know, they have these beautiful, beautiful bikes. Right? They put a lot of work into and, you know, like, you know, speakers and custom paint and, you know, wheels and lights and all that stuff. And I don't necessarily want crazy, ostentatious light up, but I want something that Yes, you do. I don't though. I don't. I'm a pretty low key dude. I mean I want lights so I'm seen, but I don't need to, you know, have the police pull me over every state. Just but, yeah. <laughs> he drives a Honda SUV, man. He's not going that crazy. I want to look like Trunk. No. Hold on. Uh, Todd, I want you to put your rider coach hat on. Okay. Rider coach hat going on. Proceed. So this is a guy who's mm-hmm. got a couple years on a, a Honda Shadow mm-hmm. and he wants to do Around the country mm-hmm. on a big Harley. Mm-hmm. How do you how you mm, get it ahead of time? It? Take a class before you go and ride it around a little bit beforehand to get used to it. And otherwise, I'd say you know don't don't try to go around corners too fast. <laughs> he's riding from place to place. He's basically riding on mostly straightish Straight, roads. And yeah. if he's slow and takes his time, because he's gonna be stopping. I mean, ideally, you're gonna be stopping and talking to people like all the time, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll spend, you know, I'll spend like three to four days in every place and, and I'm leisurely, you know, and I'm middle aged, dude. I'm I'm not blazing down the road, man. I'm like, <laughs> he's going to respect the bike. Yes. Yeah. I, so, so just just so you're aware, just to just just to keep in the back of your head, just to scare yourself enough into safety. Remember that you're a middle aged dude getting into motorcycles. I'm just going to tell you that you, sir, are an overrepresented statistical <laughs> group in fatal crashes. As a fellow middle-aged yeah. dude, we're the ones that died of most. Yeah, so I've taken the class, and um, I'll probably, you know, update it and take another class. Mm-hmm. Take it again on the bike you're going to ride the trip on. That would that's be a great good. suggestion, and I'm definitely going to do that. And that's why I'm yeah, trying to get the, the bike now, you know, so that I have almost a year of being on it and being really familiar with it. Sure, yeah, um, that'd be great. I'm not going to just jump on it. I'm sorry? You want to take the BRC2, which is like the experienced basic rider board? Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. That way, yeah. And you're on your own bike. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yep, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Um, I've counted on it. And, yeah, so, I mean, that's basically it, guys. There's, you know, there's no, you know, magical mystery to it. I think that it's not – I'm not the first person riding across country and – and, and taking pictures and documenting and videoing. I'm not the first person to go and want to travel around and do grassroots organizing around racism. Um, mm-hmm. Plenty of people, there's somebody, there's probably 50 people doing some aspect of this right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really love the work. I love people. And I think we at this time in the country are really polarized and um, <laughs> scared. People are freaked out. And um, hyped up on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, just nobody is really talking. And the only way that we can. Yeah, man. My Facebook page gets so crazy sometimes. 
the only way people are going to like really work through these problems and it's not going to happen in 20 years we can't put like a 20-year strategic plan on solving racism like you know this is a problem that has plagued america since america had a name um you know, it's going to take us a long time, but if we don't like start the work in earnest, then we're always going to have these problems. And it's not, and it's just going to get like, it's going to get way worse. It's going to take a quantum leap to how much worse it can get. And, uh, if we don't, I mean, the work is being done and it's, you know, it's being done right now, but I want to give folks another way in. Um, I think a lot of times white people are really nervous about talking about racism. You know, it's like not a thing we talk about. Um, so I want to provide examples about how you can break that taboo and have these conversations and, you know, what kind of, what, what are communities of color doing to, to guard themselves against racism and, and, and prejudice and economic underdevelopment? Like what, you know, what are we doing? We're doing a lot. And I want to bring that to the fore and share tools with people. So we have, you know, better ways to talk. Like maybe somebody who's really nervous about talking about it, but they want to talk about it. And then they'll see, you know, uh, the podcast or hear the podcast or see something on the internet and I'm like, Hey, did you see this crazy dude riding across country on a, on a Harley? He's talking about this. What do you think about that? Um, and we can give folks more tools to like engage in the discussion. Um, yeah. Make it safer to have the conversation that has to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just, I didn't just read the study, but I read a study recently that said, um, most white people have all white friends. So how can you like engage in meaningful anti-racist work if you don't even engage in people with people who are never, if all the people you know are white, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a way to do that. <laughs> there's many ways to do that. And I want to share those tools with, with people. I want to share the, you know, the resiliency tools, how you can make your community stronger, you know? Yeah. And fun. Awesome. Down to have fun, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all it's all a lot more fun if we all don't have to be scared of each other all the time. We don't have to be scared of each other at all, at all. There's... And then we can go freaking ride. Yeah, we can. We should. No, be scared of me. Well, OK, you on a bike specifically, <laughs> yes. Or any bike you have worked on does does fill me with with atavistic terror. Oh, that's a great oh. word, atavistic. <laughs> Animalistic, basic, you know. Oh, yeah, so I, know what you, I know what it means. I just don't hear it used that often. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Look at you assuming the guest doesn't know words. I was telling you. <laughs> I know words. I'm an English major. I got a degree in that. Oh, God, you just outed yourself. English. Uh, I was a literature okay. major. Eat that. Ooh. When, when Ooh. are you going to do this, right? Yeah. When do you see it happening? Next summer. So the summer 2019. I'm taking this whole year to prepare, fundraise, mm -hmm. build awareness. So I'm going to do some practice rides around the Northwest. Um, you know, some basic organizing to like build up awareness of it, you know, see people build connections, build community. And then the actual like ride itself, Malcolm's American ride. I'm, I'm hoping to commence in 2000, uh, July, 2019. And you see hitting like all 48 contiguous. Uh... I'd love to. Um, I think just where I sit right now, what I want to do is go down through the West coast um, hit up the Bay, or Portland, Seattle, Portland, L.A., Seattle, Portland, L.A., the Bay Area, and then go um, east through the south, you know, hit up like New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, 
And then I'll go into the deep south, like Alabama, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, visiting, you know, places where things have happened. never be heard from again. Nah, man. My family is in the deep south. Trust me. I have family in almost every state. Nobody's going to do anything to me. <laughs> Nothing is I'm dreaming happen. of cheese grits in the south. Oh, cheese grits are so good. You get cheese grits right now. You could. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same when the when the old lady doesn't tell you. You seem like a nice boy for a Yankee. <laughs> and then hand you the grits. <sighs> you want me to have my grandmother call you? Does she does she have Mayha jelly too? I'm she might. Oh, she's got cow brains and more pork brains and milk gravy. We, we, we may have just your, gone a little too far. Where's grandma from? Uh, one's from Alabama. Another's uh, in Virginia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon yeah. as you said cow brains, I know your family is that. That's a real southerner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that 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 can horrified me <laughs> as a child. <laughs> Do y'all eat right, chitlins so, too? Uh, I I have had the I have I've I've held a package of chitlins. Yeah, that's about as far as it got. <laughs> I, I, I ate them mostly to say I did. Yeah, you should not ever eat chitlins or hog moths. Just stay away from those things. So are you going to come to Salt Lake? I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to come to Salt Lake. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hook up if you do. Yeah. I'll definitely come. I'm going to take that as an invitation and I'm going to show up at somebody's house. I've got a guest room. Okay. Awesome. And I'm kind of white. So, you know, you can feel kind of (laughs) safe. That's not, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Because remember, if you can make fun of racism. Then it starts to become stupid. I'm off white. There you go. Yeah. That's okay. All right. So check out MalcolmsAmericanRide.com uh, to see Malcolm's adventure as it develops. And you can also check him out on Facebook at Malcolm's American Ride. Yeah. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Malcolm, thanks so much for being on with, with us tonight, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great. I appreciate it. Cool, man. Woohoo. Cool. cool. I can't wait to hear <laughs> how that turns out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. That one's like, I, I, I watched Pop Across America. I even slogged through a couple of the less fun episodes of Pop Across America. So uh-huh. job. There's a couple that aren't super fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, 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 we could use more more motorcycle trips with more going on. 100 Julian people are going to Alaska or going like across the country. <laughs> Having something else to talk about might make it more interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I dig it. All right. We have listener mail. Mm-hmm. Ted. Hello, boys. Congrats on your 200th episode. I'm still trying to figure out what your show is about. Here's a couple observations about your 200th show. It's mostly about farts. Mm-hmm. You need to join the American Association of Kazoologists, although they would likely kick you out. That's probably true. We're not really joiners either. Your no. sound effects, though entertaining and well-placed, were excessive. If a dirt bike can become a chopper, it is obvious the next thing is a Ural. What? I don't know. I heard the F. Well, we had the the dirt bike chopper ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean we got chop a girl? I guess that's already been done many times. I heard the F word and Harley Davidson in the same sentence from Todd's pie hole. I will be sending a case of kazoo's for your kid. Die. Raccoons are a poor trade consideration. <laughs> Fuck electric bikes. And why aren't you in the motorcycle podcasters challenge? See above, not joiners. Eh, we have very attention span what huh what are we talking about what fuck 
So raccoons fuck are, Harley Davidson. Raccoons are a poor trade consideration. And fuck Harley Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas writes, I'm heading out to Utah in June. I think I will be around Salt Lake City around... Redacted. Do we not say when he's going to be here? No. Okay. Five years ago, I passed through and had dinner with Chuck. If either of you are free, you want to grab tacos while I'm around, let me know. Tacos! Also, if either want to do some writing, I'll be hitting a bunch of great roads around you for a few days. Keep up the awesome shows. Woo! Uh, if I remember right, Thomas was the dude I met at the Ducati dealer. Mm-hmm. He was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'll be up for that. We will We will cheerfully eat tacos. Best fish taco place in town. Gross. Fish tacos? Gross. Mm, fish tacos. I went to San Diego and ate nothing but fish tacos. Gross. Fish everything. Gross. All the fish. Gross. Fish, fish, fish. Gross. Did you tour to Midway? Uh, no. Uh, Kids weren't going to have the attention span for that. Did go to the Air and Space Museum. Oh, that's cool. See the, see the F-4 that Grandpa used to fly. Yeah. So, Air and Space Museum's good. Did you go to the zoo? Yo, yeah, of course. Wild Animal Park? Mm, is that part of the zoo? No, it's in Carlsbad. Oh, no, no, no. Legoland? Mm, too young. SeaWorld? No. Uh... What else is there? Beach. Beach. Which beach? Uh, the Imperial Beach outside yeah. the Ivy. house we were staying in. Okay. Like like literally outside the house. Did you go to where the roller coaster is? No. Okay. Uh, what else would? Listeners are like, get on with it. Yeah, fuck them. You've already insulted half of them. Oh, okay. Good point. Alan sent, here's a good video for Chuck and possibly his next helmet guide from our friend Half Throttle. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. he brings it again. Yeah. I just thought it was funny as he's riding along. I'm like, I know where he is. Yeah, that road. Yeah, I know exactly where that road is. Brett writes, "Don't one of you have a BMW, and which one does not have any kids?" Brett sent an article with this. Yes, hard luck for biker. Yes, apparently someone's suing BMW after claiming that uh, long journey on their motorcycle left him with a four-hour erection. Mm. The man says that the ridge-like bike seat gave him the medical condition preopism. And he is now impotent. He was now and was now impotent. He claims, no, wait, wait. Aren't you supposed to say ridge-like like slower and sexier in this case? No. He claims the manufacturers, BMW of North America and Corbin Pacific, negligently, negligently designed a seat. Boner seat. The man from California said he was unable to engage in sexual activity after the four-hour trip in 2010. He wants, But the four hours. Holy shit. <laughs> he wants compensation for lost wages, injury, medical expenses, product liability, and emotional distress. Wow. So, yeah, Brett is saying, uh, don't one of you have a BMW? I do, but I have a custom seat on mine. Ah, yes. Not the... Uh... And which one? Do, and we both had kids. Not the Corbin Priapism seat. I do not have a, a Corbin. Call it by its proper name, the Corbin Priapism seat. Yeah, I do not have the Corbin Priapism mm-hmm. seat. I have uh, a, a lamb seat. If your Corbin seat lasts for more than four hours, consult a doctor. Well, they're like rocks. So, <laughs> and I've got the sergeant seat on the, the turbo sprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So I guess uh, look out. Uh, it's in the sun. So who knows how real it is? Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. 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 I'm trying to imagine that you're just riding along with a, a boner the whole time. I, I, I have to. Wouldn't you have questions? Why would you keep going? Be, uh, and therein lies the real heart of why I think this is probably BS. 
Well, at what point do you are you just like you know something's not right here? Maybe I should pull over. Something's wrong. Take a break. Unsettling and wrong. Browse my phone for five mm-hmm. ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can do something about this. There there are things you can do. Notably, start with getting off the damn bike at a truck stop. <laughs> at a certain kind of truck stop. Maybe get a massage. Go for a walk. You know the best way to get rid of a boner if you need to in in a way that's uh, discreet? <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> Kids, pay attention. This is how you get rid of the uh, the boner in your sweatpants. I'm going to die inside, but go ahead. You flex and tighten your quads as hard as you can. Huh. That will drain the blood straight out. Huh. Well, the blood will go to your quads. There you go. Teenagers, take note. You will never be embarrassed in class again. Go you. Yep. What? what Ask if- me why I know that. <laughs> I don't have to. I know at some point in the long... Far distant past, long, long ago, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, you were 14. You're going to tuck this nugget away and you're going to share it with your son someday. No. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah. What What have you learned this week, Chuck? I know how to get rid of boners. <laughs> what have you learned, Todd? I've learned that raccoons are a poor trade consideration. I don't agree with that. I disagree wholeheartedly. Ted is not the guy you want advice from for buying a bike. (laughs) That's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. Take care of your boners. Hey, if that dude had done that, he wouldn't have had this problem. Touche. There you go. What, you want to touch it? You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. What is to do a group? <laughs> God, I hate computers. <laughs> You're so bad at computers.